time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Step four, skills. All right, I have a theory, a hypothesis, that what makes for a great entrepreneur is to be a generalist. There's a whole lot of things that need to get done in order to get from idea to startup. And it's the founders that have to do most of those things, right? Especially at the beginning when there is no other team, right? And, and founders. It doesn't necessarily have to be just one founder who has all these skills. It can be a team of two or three. But combined, if any of the team is missing these skills, the odds of success go way down. I made a tool to help assess skills of entrepreneurs. And I used this tool at the beginning of my classes for my MBAs, and I use it at the beginning of my accelerator program, not just so that I can see what skills they're lacking, but also so that they can visually see what skills they're lacking too. So they can take a self-assessment to see what skills they're weakest at so that they can focus on those skills over the course of the class or the accelerator and get better at them in order to improve their odds of success. So what are these skills? Well, there's seven in the tool. The tool can be found at lunarmobiscuit.com skills. I'll put the link in the, in the description of the podcast. And those skills include strategy and tactics, design, marketing, sales, financials, fundraising, and operations. So let me walk through what I mean by these. So strategy and tactics. This is the skill of being able to see the future and figuring out how to get there through both strategic and tactical means, right? Strategy is the long-term view, tactics is the short-term view. So if I'm trying to raise money, strategy is how much am I raising? Who am I going to, you know, what kinds of investors am I going to go talk to? What structure are those investments going to take? And tactics are, here's the list of the next 15 investors I need to go talk to in order to implement that strategy. So if you don't know how to do that, I don't know how you're going to raise money. I don't know, gonna, I don't know how you're going to find customers. I don't know how you're going to do most of, this, most of the jobs that are needed to get the company off the ground. Next piece is design. And I don't mean physically having the ability to draw. I mean the full definition of design, which is to envision the product or the service in its entirety, to be able to sketch out uh, in some form, either visually or in text, what the flow is for the customers. What's the customer experience? The next piece is marketing itself. Do you know how to do marketing? Do you know how to make the world aware of what you're doing? Do you know how to use social media? Do you know how to buy ads? Do you know how to, how to write copy? Do you know how to pick the right name? Do you know how to build a website? All these pieces that you need in order to have a company that's known today. Or uh, for some of the companies I'm working with in the, in the developing world, yeah, this could be making a flyer or making a physical sign or, or negotiating in order to have a billboard put in in a certain spot so people will know, what, know that your company exists. These are all marketing skills. Next skill is sales. This is one that surprisingly few entrepreneurs have ever done before. Uh, sales is the process of talking to a customer and asking for money, right? Getting from the customer pitch or the sales pitch to money in hand, having a customer say yes. We call that closing the deal. And what most entrepreneurs who've never done sales before quickly discover is that most people don't buy. And I, when I mean most, I mean like 90, 95, 98% of the people you talk to aren't going to buy what you're selling. Uh, it, it can be really frustrating, 
right? We'll talk about that in a much later podcast on how to do that, how to overcome that issue. But if you can't sell, then you're never going to have any revenue come in this, co- in this company. And even if you can't sell, here's, here's where the hypothesis really, really comes in. If you don't know how to do sales, then how do you know how to hire the right salesperson? So you can interview them and you can ask them what they did before and you can get references and all that. But when they turn around to you and you hire them and and a few months later they turn around and say, well, I'm doing great. Uh, 2% of the people I'm talking to are buying. Well, 2% doesn't sound very high. Is that that the right number or is it too low? Right? Should it be 5% or 10% and they're a bad salesperson? How are you going to figure that out if you don't know what sales are supposed to look like, if you're not able to go and do the sales calls yourself, uh, or at least watch what that salesperson is doing? Right? Same thing's true with the marketing and the design and whatnot. If you don't know how to do marketing, how do you know that the marketing that you're buying from an outside vendor is good or not? Moving on, the next skill you need is finance. And there's two pieces to that in a startup. There's finance as in building a financial model, which I'll teach you how to do eventually here. Uh, how to build a financial model to see if the company can ever make money. And then there's, once you're up and running, the finances of keeping track of the money coming in from customers, right? making sure that they're actually paying you the money. Many companies, uh, customers don't pay in cash right, or in credit cards at the time of purchase. So keeping track of the money flowing in, keeping a budget so that you don't spend more than is coming in, and doing the accounting. Right? or at least know, understanding what accounting is so that when the accountant hands you the reports, you can read them and see whether or not your company is doing well. All right, next up is fundraising. In fact, most companies don't raise money. Uh, in the U.S., most companies are run off of the savings and credit cards of their founders, but even that is fundraising. Right? If you're going and using your credit cards, you better understand what that really means uh, upon success or failure. And if you're going out to raise money from investors or from a bank or from another institution that, that helps startups raise money, do you know how that works? Do you have any experience in how that works? What is your plan to learn how to do that? Because you're probably a first-time entrepreneur here if you're listening. What's your plan in order to go do the fundraising? Right? Where are you going to get help to do that? And lastly, there's a, just a big bucket called operations. Do you actually know how to operate a company? You know, operate a company is hire people, pay the payroll, uh, pay the rent, pay the electricity bill, and then running the actual service or producing the actual products. That all falls into operations, right? So that could be split itself into seven more different topics. But again, if you knew everything but operations, you would have a company that would be, that would be bringing in money from customers, but you wouldn't be delivering anything to them because you're failing to actually operate the product or the service, and you'll fail. So you can measure yourself, again, on a scale of one to seven, because I like sevens, to see how you look. And on this, on this tool, if you're a well-rounded generalist, you'll get a shape that's kind of round. If you're like most people, then you probably are a little more skilled in other areas. You'll be a bit, little bit pointy. You know, some of the great ideas come from uh, talking with other entrepreneurs. I was using this tool, again, to assess people who were applying to my accelerator, And one of the teams that had three pointy co-founders, well, they didn't give me back three pointy graphs. They just made the graphs transparent and put them on top of each other, showing that the team itself was nice and well-rounded. And so it was a really good visual demonstration 
that it's the founding team that needs to be well-rounded, that they that the, your co-founders can make up for the deficits of other co-founders in order for the team to be able to do all these pieces, right? If you're a team of two or a team of three, no one person has to do everything, but together you have to do everything. That all said, the next question is when it comes out to be pointy, because it's likely to come out to be pointy, where are you going to turn for help? How are you going to fill in those gaps so that you don't fail later when you haven't learned sales, when you haven't learned marketing, when you haven't learned finance? Right? So there's a whole bunch of places to get help these days. Right? When I was an entrepreneur back in the early 90s, there was basically nothing. There were no meetups yet. There were no, there were, the internet was barely up. The, the web hadn't, hadn't been invented when I started my first company. So it was really hard to find fellow entrepreneurs, and there just weren't these programs upon programs out there to help entrepreneurs succeed. Now there are. So you can go online and find things in your city. You can find training programs that are face-to-face in your home city, and I highly suggest that that's the first place you turn because nothing beats face-to-face interaction with mentors and teachers. Online is great, but it's just not as good. Second place you should turn is online. You can go grab copies of The Next Step. You can grab copies of other books out there. There's, there's courses on Coursera and Udemy and whatnot. You should go and watch a lot of those, right? And you should focus on the areas you're weakest at. If you're great at marketing, don't read the stuff on marketing. You're fine with that already. Go and read the stuff, let's say, on finance because that's not the part you like the most or sales or operations. Focus and spend your time on the parts where you're weak in order to get more well-rounded. What you need to remember with all this help is that you are the world's expert in your solution for your problem in your region of the world. You've spent more time thinking about that than I have or any other mentor who you will ever meet has. The power that you get in working with all these mentors and all their opinions is that you learn how to filter out the ones that aren't right Some of them aren't right. And then you learn how to take the ones that kind of fit what you think is the right path forward and then put your own spin on it and put your own experience on it and put your own best guess on it and go forward. And the second thing that comes out of working with all these mentors is that you have five or six other ideas for when that one turns out to be wrong. And we'll talk about being wrong uh, over and over again on this podcast your best idea is probably wrong too. Being wrong is normal. Being wrong is something you embrace as an entrepreneur and you're going to get a whole bunch of wrong opinions. You're going to make your own wrong opinions. But one of the tricks to being a successful entrepreneur is knowing when you're wrong and fixing for it and having another plan, having a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. And we'll get to that next week when we talk about the Lean Startup. Until then, 